Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 288. Today is May 16th, 2019. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, hey, how about the resiliency of this stock market? Just think back over the past couple weeks and definitely over the past few months as we entered earlier into this year and even late last year, what was the big media narrative? Earnings recession. Well, listen, almost all the companies in the Fortune 500 have reported, and guess what? Just like I had mentioned in the past, there's no earnings recession. Yes, we went through one in 2016, but no, we're not seeing one this year. There's a chart from FactSet that I'm going to post over at investablewealth.com, and it shows that for this past quarter, that's quarter one of 2019, there were only three sectors within the S&P 500 that had less than a 50% increase in net profits. Think of that. This is when we're supposed to believe that we're going through an earnings recession. There was no earnings recession. And in fact, as far as a slowdown and a decrease in earnings, let's just look at a company that reported today. It's Walmart. Walmart is a stock that I've owned for, I don't know, I think by this summer I've owned it for about four years now. Many people have written the early obituary of Walmart. Well, the reason I've owned the stock so long is because while I knew that the retail sector is incredibly competitive and Walmart had lost its footing in previous years, it did look like it was coming back, particularly with the new CEO that they had in place. And lo and behold, Walmart is proving itself to be a formidable competitor to Amazon and other alternative online shopping. The reason I bring up Walmart is not to tell you to run out and buy it. In fact, I think from a valuation standpoint, it's probably a little bit overvalued, but it's to make the point about this supposed earnings recession. Walmart came out today, they announced earnings, and guess what? First quarter earnings of 2019 were the highest and the best earnings of any first quarter that Walmart has had going back for nine years. What happened last quarter? Do you remember it was the longest government shutdown of all time and how that was going to hurt All the discretionary spending, again, ignore the media. The narrative is almost always wrong. And speaking of narratives, this is one that constantly keeps coming up, but it's really been getting a lot of press coverage in the couple weeks, definitely the past few days, and that's that China is dumping U.S. Treasuries. When you read headlines that say that China is in the process of dumping their $1 trillion of U.S. Treasuries, and how that's going to be a negative impact on the economy, just remember two things. Thing number one is that if that were to happen, the Federal Reserve would just come in and print the money to buy those trillion dollars of government debt themselves. Just think back a decade ago. The Federal Reserve balance sheet then was about $800 billion. They'd taken that up to almost $4.5 trillion. Now they've worked some of that off now, But how hard would it be to add another trillion dollars to that balance sheet? It wouldn't be hard at all. But you know what? It's not going to happen anyways. The Chinese need those reserves. If they don't have those kind of reserves, they won't be able to clear their trades within the system. And it's not because of anything nefarious from the Bretton Woods Agreement or anything like the creature from Jekyll Island. It's simply because although the Chinese talks a good game, and they talk about how strong their economy is, the simple fact of the matter is, is that the Chinese RMB, the Chinese Yuan, it is not floated 
in the international market. They manipulate the currency within their own closed system to give it the type of exchange currency results that they want, that they need to grease the skids of their economy. But because it's not traded on the open market directly, it only has value when they have other hard currency reserves to back up their own. And the reason they don't float their own currency is because they have to have capital controls because so much of the wealth from China wants to leave. It wants to go to real estate markets in Vancouver or Seattle. That's why they don't float their currency on the open market. And so yet again, another reason why they need to maintain a cache of foreign reserves. And since the United States is the largest economy in the world, a good percentage of that has to be in U.S. dollars. And the way you effectively do that is by owning U.S. government debt. Even if you don't believe me, that's fine. But look at the actual bond yields. We've talked about this many times. If the Chinese are trying to dump, that means it would be flooding the market with treasuries and someone's got to buy them. And when there's a significant amount of oversupply, meaning that there's not demand for the product, well, the price comes down. But that's exactly the opposite of what's been happening. And then on to another point about the resiliency of this stock market. This statement that I'm going to read is from last week. This is when all the hysteria was going on, and while everybody was panicking, this statement was published. Let me read it to you. Quote, High-frequency data from Goldman Sachs Corporation Trading Desk indicates share repurchase executions have climbed 26% year-over-year, including a surge this week alongside the equity market decline of 2%. Unquote. Okay, you got that? So while all the retail investors were running around like Chicken Little trying to liquidate their stock holdings, the smart money were out there buying back their stock 26% more than last year. And in particular, there was a surge in buying last week when the price was going down. Now, finally, the last point that I want to close on, and this again relates back to interest rates, whether Trump is right or wrong and where he thinks interest rates should be. He knows that lower interest rates will juice the economy along both in the stock market sense for corporations and corporate profits, as well as for the man on the street that wants to buy a house or a car or a pair of jeans because they're going to finance it with cheap debt. Now, the reason all this is important is because what's the actual end result? He's lowering interest rates. If you go back to last year, when everybody was worried that the Federal Reserve was going to raise rates too much, I think the 10-year Treasury got up to something like 3.2%. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so it may not be exactly that, but it's pretty darn close. Well, just the other day, the 10-year Treasury, because of these trade war fears, it dropped down to below 2.4. In fact, it was like 2.38. And so if my numbers are correct, that means that over a period of six to eight months, Trump has managed, without the help of the Federal Reserve, to walk interest rates down over 80 basis points, right? That's nearly 1%. And that's an overall decrease in interest rates of more than 25%. That's not a 25% basis cut. That's a 25% cut in the overall interest rate that Trump has been able to achieve simply with his talking and his tweeting. He didn't have to get the Federal Reserve chairman to go along with it or the board of governors or the Congress or anybody else. His abrupt behavior and his unconventional tweets have driven those rates down. So looking at it in those terms, 
Yes, Trump may be hurting the stock market short term. He may have introduced volatility into the market over the last couple weeks. But what is he more concerned about for getting reelected? He wants a strong economy. Because if there is a strong economy, and I'm talking about a Main Street economy, where consumers feel like they're employed, like they have money to go out and buy things, and as long as interest rates go down, that man on the street will be able to buy more because his money is perceived as having more purchasing power. And so I believe that that's what Trump is trying to do. Keep these interest rates as low as he can for as long as he can. Let Main Street feel like they're in a strong economy. And then as he gets closer to the election, he can always talk nice and make peace with whatever trading partners he needs to to get the stock market roaring again because a little bit of good news will drive Wall Street onto all-time new record highs. So is Trump crazy? Well, maybe, but maybe he's just crazy like a fox.